Welcome to This is the Song, a podcast brought to you by the Lasan School of Engineering. Each episode, we bring you a fresh conversation from the Lasan community. Every episode, you'll hear from engineers and scientists, aka our students, profs, alumni, and industry partners, stories about designing solutions to complex problems to push our world forward. Tune in as these stories will engage, inspire, and delight you to create human impact through science and engineering. My name is Utkarsh Pandey, and I'm a computer science student here at Asand. Today, we'll be talking to Josh Sahoda. Wherever there's a computing device, there's computer security. To help us understand computer security better, today we welcome Josh to our podcast. Josh is an alum from Lasan's computer security program and is currently working at IBM as a security consultant. We'll learn how, while working on his capstone project with Professor Natalia Vlajic, Josh discovered his passion for security services for the future. Welcome, Josh. Thanks, Otakarsh. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, I look forward to, you know, uh, going through my experiences and uh, hopefully someone can use that, you know, those experiences for their uh, personal journey and uh, see how it helps them. For sure. Um, so um, we'll, we'll go a little bit backwards in time and uh, go towards when you were choosing computer security as your program. Uh, what was uh, what was the driving factor for you to choose computer security as opposed to say computer science or any other computing program? Yeah, that's a good question. So, uh, I I will go back to like even when I was like ten years old or, or slightly younger, like probably like seven. Um, I've always been like a hands-on type of kid, and technology and being hands-on and having all this control just felt like you know you just felt like you had superpowers so you get a camera and uh you can change like all the settings on the camera and a dslr or something and have the picture come out different so that sparked an interest of being a little bit hands-on with uh, for me and um obviously uh you know just as um a lot of people are i'm also into video games and, and especially at that time used to spend so many hours like who cares about homework i'm doing i'm playing video games all night right um so i like my psp and stuff like that and one one thing during those days um you know uh it wasn't too long ago but during th- that time uh there was a lot of like lockdown in the software so you would have something cool like netflix or you know something like a web browser but a psp update wouldn't come right like for like let's say a, a psp or some handheld device it wouldn't come but you know, you search online and then you find out there's ways to hack these things and like put those things on, right? You put homebrew on um, or you can stream a movie from your own device inside the house and have your own personal Netflix service. So I started following down that path. And uh, one cool thing that, you know, uh, it sparked an interest to like unlock these devices for additional capabilities. And then I started falling in love with networking because it was just cool to see that how does this device talk to this device and all that type of stuff? I, I just kept doing that for fun. And um, it wasn't like, I wasn't like an expert or anything. It was just like, hey, you know, I saw a YouTube video on how to steal a Facebook password. Like maybe try calling my friend over and making them log in on, on their app and then just, you know, doing a proof of concept or doing it with myself. So just going down that path, I get to high school. Um, honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, everybody's around me is just saying, Hey, you should go into tech. Cause you know, you're hands-on and you make computers or, you know, you, you do this kind of stuff. And I just started looking and, um, believe it or not, uh, I forgot what the, uh, I forgot what the portal was, but there was a portal, 
um, to just look at all the programs that universities offer. And I saw cybersecurity at, at York and um, it said networking and it, it said, you know, um, hacking and, and just, you know, getting getting additional access that you're not supposed to. And I'm just like, hey, that's cool. So um, I started, I just applied to it. And I had an option between computer science. I also applied to computer science, but I am not that much like of a good programmer as I am of someone who can take something and turn it into something else. So I can use a framework to, you know, build something out, but I like to have something that's done and try to make it better. Right. Because I can find the faults in something, but it's very difficult for me to create something from scratch. So um, that's where, that's where my brain lies. And, uh, you know, just having all that knowledge about what I like and how I'm hands-on, how I would take apart something and put it back together, try to, you know, put a new part in it um, just made sense. So that's why I chose cybersecurity over, over um, computer science at the time. Very cool. And uh, what were, because uh, of course, when you get in, you think that you're going to get to attack people's computers uh, and uh, it's all about hacking, but uh, computer security as a program has a lot of cryptography. It has a lot of mathematics. It has a lot of programming. It has a lot of computer science courses too. So what are some of the common misconceptions that you think people have about your program and what's the truth uh, of, of the program itself? Yeah, so I thought I was going to come in and, you know, just start hacking and hacking away. Um, there's there's a big, you know, requirement of fundamental knowledge, right? Um, these fundamental concepts are pretty much universal for networking and, and, and um, program design and, and, and programming in general that you know, you take those and then you apply them to, let's say, um, a campaign of, you know, protecting the system or doing a pen test, right? So the biggest misconception that I had going in was like, hey, I didn't think I was going to be programming programs, but I learned to do that in the program. Um, I also learned to, you know, uh, use all the resources. Um, it, it's one of the things, I guess, uh, it, it's uh, so one of my friends told me or a professor, um, I can, just can't remember who, but they're like, you know, the best thing you learn in university is how to learn. Like, so, you know, uh, University of Google, be, like, you know, you get a second degree in Google and you get um, all this information, you got, you have all these resources. So you just have to learn to navigate. So it's one of those things um, where, you know, it's not about the program as well. Like, you know, the program's a big part of, of everything that, you know, helped me understand security but security is also a large like research based um like competency so like you would have to go online you know figure out these weird websites with the form from like 2006 that never had more than one reply and you just have to figure out what this cryptic message is or go to google translate and turn that into something else and figure out your solution to a problem because a lot of these things um aren't pretty much being worked on or or anything so you have to figure out your way Mm -hmm. But um, that's probably the biggest thing. Like, you know, you just you go in thinking that you're going to start doing this stuff, but you really learn these other skills that help you do whatever else you want to do later on. Right. Uh, and what aspect of cybersecurity are you most passionate about, if there is one? Yeah. Yeah. So um, this kind of goes back into my final year. And I worked on this capstone project at, with um, with. Uh, Professor Vlajic and uh, she she said you know there was at the time I had an option between two types of projects but she was talking about this IoT stuff and I was like you know what what is this IoT stuff so I started looking into it and um, turns out we were working on some IoT malware um, types of uh, 
um, like looking at vigilante malware, like malware that protects the device. So these great hat hackers hack into your device just to protect it versus, you know, black hat hackers that are hacking into your device to take it over for their purposes or even bricking it, making it unusable. Um, so, you know, I started finding and, you know, diving deep into IoT security and it, I guess, it was like maybe one month into like my last year of school that I'm like, you know what, this is what I want to do in cybersecurity. I see all these devices that are being in increasingly connected. You know, you have your phone connect to your Tesla to unlock the Tesla. You have your phone unlock your front door, you know, open your garage, like all these devices and, and it's accelerating. Um, you know, these devices also, let's say in buildings, like control the climate and everything like that for efficiency. So those devices became a passion of mine. I mean, now I'm just working towards, you know, securing them for the future and, and bringing awareness to how to secure them in the first place too. Wow. Um, and uh, you now work for IBM, um, which is a, which, and did you do co-op? Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting question. So I, uh, I took a different approach. I started my first year co-op, I didn't do it. Um, I, I, took, I took that summer off and I worked in my, uh, my parents' business. And uh, at, that, at that time, I was mostly like, you know, hands-on. Um, my, my dad does carpentry. So um, when I was working in the back, I was doing hands-on building tools. But then, you know, later on in the summer, what happened was I started becoming more client-facing. Um, so what, what, what would happen is I would make the product and then I would go there and I would be the face of you know dealing with the client at their home right so i was learning skills like that uh second year second and third year i actually worked in sales so um i took a complete transition against like you know i saw that i needed to up my communication skills and i saw that there's a huge need like you know us as students you know as tech students we understand technology we understand security we understand why this is needed we understand how to make everything efficient we're so focused on making such a better product and making such a better engineered like piece of work that we forget that you know most of the people around us may not understand what that means right so we have to learn how to convey what that means that's why i started going into sales i'm like you know what let me do something that i hate <laughs> um and i learned to love it and my fourth year, that's when I actually had a formal internship at a cyber risk startup. But most of that work was not even like hands-on keyboard. That was mostly the skills that I learned from sales and then, you know, um, and, and the people skills that I learned, I had to combine that and, you know, create more of a governance structure in the organization rather than have, a, you know, program and or do pen testing or something of that sort. Um, and uh, you mentioned carpentry because that's that's a very interesting thing. So do you see do, and did you like build uh, physical products by yourself? Yeah, yeah. So um, car like my dad does carpentry, like I said, um, he does kitchen cabinets, uh, vanities, um, all custom um, closets, um, mm -hmm. you name it, like laundry rooms. I mean, anywhere somebody wants a vanity or, or cabinetry, like we, we make it. So I had to learn all of that. Um, the cool thing was that I helped in that year, the first year, um, which, you know, it's kind of crazy that I forgot to mention, but uh, I helped him actually transition to CNC machines at that time. So that's where I would like, that's why I was working in the back the most, most of the time, because I had to learn the CNC machine and how to automate just cutting these like boxes. Um, but yeah, like, you know, once you, 
you know, I had to learn how to use a new technology at that time. And then, um, you know, I was working with him in high school as well. So I pretty much picked up how to put blocks together and, you know, make, make a, make a good product. Um, but it does take some time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I learned how to build those things from scratch and, and, you know, utilize those skills everywhere else. I mean, now when I look at something, I just look at, you know, straight blocks here, blocks there, and then how do I connect these things together and have the right screws and, you know, what are the right tools? Right. Yeah, no, I think woodwork really gives you that systems thinking approach that you take different pieces together and you uh, you understand the abstract and then you understand how to bring it into concrete implementation in a very successive step-by-step -step fashion. So that's what I think is very cool about you transferring those skills other places. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of like terms. I mean, like, you know, the first thing I thought um, after the first year there, right? Because my dad was like, he's like framework, right? Like yeah. here's the house framework. And I'm like, Oh, no wonder. Like we use that every, everywhere in programming anyways. Like I'm like, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I guess I'm a visual learner. So having that word connect to like a physical house, like framework, I was just like, okay, that's cool. Like now I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, now you now you work for IBM. So tell us about uh, what your day looks like. What are you, what operations you're responsible for? Uh, and how's it going? Yeah, okay. So that is a, there's a loaded answer to this. Um, and, um, you know, you kind of touched on it when you asked me, you know, what more is there to cybersecurity, a part of the degree? And, you know, it's, it's something that you, you realize when you get into the job, uh, cybersecurity is just so much larger than we give it credit for, or we kind of realize. So I work on multiple things. Um, there's a couple of projects that involve me being hands-on keyboard. But majority of my projects, believe it or not, are Excel based. Um, so uh, it, I never really real, realized it. Um, we have to create organizational change, right? So a lot of my job is to create organizational change in all these companies, you know, big, small, medium, you name it. Um, we think that all companies have cybersecurity done well, right? I, I mean, um, it's, it's not the case, right? Um, there's always stuff changing. So you always have to readjust. So the second you get a new product or you get a new technology, you get new servers, right? You have to, you have to do this audit of like, you know, who has, who's responsible, who's accountable and everything like that. So it's a very organizational focused type of, um, you know, job because, um, cybersecurity starts with the people, right? And then you have to see who's accountable. So, so we have to, you know, figure out where like we had to figure out when things go the wrong way who do we blame and then where can we start to look right. at and then move on from there right it's investigations um so it's this with all that type of stuff additionally you have the cloud-based stuff where you have hands on keyboard right you're doing some cool stuff configuring firewalls and all that type of stuff but mostly what i'm doing is mostly based on organizational change um you know creating processes for employees to like you know implement cybersecurity in projects and, and move forward. And uh, drawing on a lot of things that you've been talking about, uh, which is essential skills, or a lot of people like to call them the soft skills. Um, and you did speak about it when we, when we had a debrief earlier as well, that communication skills is so underrated when it is, uh, it is so much more important. And we had one of our students who said that I feel like everything is a translation. 
uh, and I'm always just communicating and she's pursuing her civil engineering uh, and master masters in civil engineering. So uh, what has your experience uh, with that like and how when did you realize uh, and what was your approach towards working on those things? Yeah. Um, so you have a couple of questions there that I'm just trying to like break down. Let's see where I can begin. It's I'll, I'll begin like this. It's going to be a pretty much round rounded answer, but um, you know, it, it, this is not only for cybersecurity, but I'll talk in terms of cybersecurity, right? Uh, you, when, when you have a project or let's say you have um, you're hired to do something or, or even before the hiring phase, right? Let's take a step back we have to realize that there's people that may not have the technical experience you have and the understanding that you you have right and majority of the people don't right there, there's a cybersecurity skills shortage right um you know even though there are are a lot of us in the software community and we understand security and we understand you know the value of you know building a program and spending the time to create something that's super efficient the thing is there there we have to fund it somehow right and security does not have an ROI, right? There's no return on investment, right? You're really just spending into something to, you know, that you think is going to happen based on the information that you have, right? And now it's just a probability based on a matter of mostly opinion still, right? Um, we're getting better at trying to quantify it as time goes on because, you know, we're having more data points and, and we're having more information, but still there's a lot of, opinion based and, and you know executive decision making you know when when i look at something i'd be like you know what i i kind of want to put this a little bit higher or on the priority list but you know um money's not infinite for companies money's not infinite for people so it's very difficult um to um spend a lot of money to secure something right so this is where the communication skills come in um you want to you know convey knowledge and not only that educate somebody so that way they understand what service is necessary and they understand what service you're providing right as somebody you know let's say like somebody like myself in cybersecurity, i think a company should have unlimited budget and just give me all the money and i'll secure everything right um yeah that's not realistic right so you know effective communication allows for a partnership to perform these tasks that way not only you know um, not only am I giving my perspective, right, which is going to be more biased towards security and not by like, you know, not have consideration for their budget, right? Mm -hmm. um, by communicating effectively and educating them, they can actually get to a level where they can look at it and say, hey, you know what, Josh, you're making a good point where over here, we need to spend a little bit extra and I understand completely. But, you know, I don't quite understand. I don't quite think and believe that you know, this area where you're trying to secure, let's say, you know, this telephone over here is that important. So can we just like reduce the cost on that somehow, right? So, um, you know, effective communication allows for better partnerships and better, you know, a better feedback loop. So it's not only, you know, about you getting the job, it's also about having somebody provide a educated opinion and um, towards, let's say, a common goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, I think, very, very important. And, and you realize that the more you proceed through the real world, um, as opposed to being in academics, where you're just hyper-focused on getting through that one semester and then the next and then the next. So I totally agree. 
Um, and uh, when we hear in the news, there's always something that uh, there are hackers from around the world attacking this country. There is uh, companies, the Jadon, and we hear uh, ransomware all the time through COVID. Uh, and then there's the password leaks on the dark web and things like that. So the, the, it looks like there is there are almost different levels in which different security is going on. And when you take Professor Bajic's course, she does talk about this, uh, where there is the attack on nations, there's the attack on different types of hackers, and there's the attack on, uh, on um, individuals, there's the attack on uh, companies. How do you see that from the context of your current job and your discipline? It, in the last couple of months, it has accelerated quite a bit. Um, it's a lot of the news stuff has to be taken into consideration now um, because um, it just seems right. I'm not this. I can't quantify this. I can't, you know, um, like completely state stay as a statement. In fact, this is my opinion. What I've seen, um, what I see is nation states are taking a little bit more of an active role um, as time is going on as tensions are increasing across the world. So um, there are always groups that are looking to make money. Um, I think my personal opinion is, you know, the pandemic was probably the biggest realization for like these, these hacker groups that, hey, like maybe I don't need to go out and, you know, do other illegal activities and risk my identity being, you know, like out there in, in, in my, you know, uh, area. Maybe I can, you know, hack somebody across the world and stay in my house, right, and still make some money. Um, so I think there's there's a lot of motivations behind it, right. But um, uh, one thing I do feel is that nation states are becoming more active, um, and and I think um, I'm not sure if that's going to slow down. I, I have no idea, but um, it's very it's very related to the news um, for that side of things. But there's always going to be people looking to make money. There's always going to be hacker groups looking to make money. Um, so, uh, for over for on that side of things, um, as as the barrier of entry to obtain a malware like lowers, you're going to see more of these lower, smaller scale hacks. I mean, um, it was uh, I believe domain hijacking took off a lot because it was just this easy thing. You just go to domain website and see which one's about to expire and be like, Hey, is this connected to a business? I'll steal it right now. And, you know, uh, charge them triple the amount. Right. So as you know, as the barrier of entry de decreases, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, businesses that may not have the ability to afford better cybersecurity programs, like smaller businesses that are starting up and, and coming out, uh, they might be a little bit more targeted from, from like a smaller type of guy um, or gal that's trying to like hold or like get a ransom out or something like that but that's just my opinion I, that's what i think i i do see a little bit more of um, ransomware this year you've probably seen all the headlines so um those are my uh points of information yeah 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 no for sure uh, and it's uh, it's it's growing uh, by the day um and industry is short of people who are cybersecurity experts and and you know just let's just let's just say it for the record that there is no app there's no such thing as an absolutely secure system you only choose to secure parts of it, uh, just like you cannot put a bodyguard in front of every window in a house, otherwise you'll have no no air left. Uh, and it's you will probably have no money left either if you do that. So I think uh, I think that's the same thing that applies with, with securing our computers. Well, uh, just wrapping it up, uh, Josh, what's that one piece of advice 
for high school students who are entering uh, into cybersecurity or computer security, um, um, what's that one piece of advice you have for them? Yeah, one thing that um, one thing that I and, and a couple of my peers we really um, just didn't realize until later on was you know I'm just gonna say it the power of networking. Uh, don't be afraid to put yourself out there right now. Like create your LinkedIn. I know that, you know, you look at some of these, some of these resumes and you look at it and you're like, whoa, you know, how are they going to talk to me? Right. Um, that shouldn't be your focus, right? Your focus should be, Hey, how do I contact somebody that, you know, is in a position that I'm interested in and have a five minute conversation with them to understand a little bit more so I can have a better, like I can have better information. And maybe that five minute conversation will turn into a 20 minute conversation and they would, you know, you have one more person that you may know um, that you can, you know, go and ask questions to. So my biggest like point, like not only, it's not only for, you know, computer science, uh, cybersecurity students, but, you know, it's a big thing in the tech area, right? It goes back to communication and learning to effectively communicate and um, networking is a key aspect and a lot of the opportunities in this area. I mean, um, you see these jobs postings with a lot of certificates and stuff like that, but, um, you know, sometimes there's job postings that aren't even posted publicly, right? And, yeah. you know, contacting somebody that may be in a role that you like and, and learning to you know, just put yourself out there. You know what I mean? Like if somebody doesn't reply, it's not a big deal. Like it's, you know, you're in a long list of people that they probably didn't reply to. And um, it's not like something to be embarrassed of or anything. It's just, it's just a numbers game more so than anything else. But yeah, don't be afraid to put yourself out there, create your LinkedIn, create your social media, um, start talking to people in the profession that you want to be in and start learning about it. Because you know what, maybe Maybe in the first and second year, you may think you want to be a software engineer and then you talk to software engineers, right? And they're like, and, or you get an internship and you just hate it throughout the entire time. Having those points of reference can help you make that educated decision. Like, um, you know, I'll, I'll just give one example. One of my good friends, he did software engineering internships and and he didn't like it, right? And, and you know, come around to his third year, he changed his philosophy entirely. So he started contacting people on LinkedIn and he's like, Hey, you know, product management looks cool. And this is what I want to do. So he started contacting people on LinkedIn and, you know, somebody actually, you know, sat with him for an hour, talked about what they do as a product manager. He got an internship at his company for, um, you know, product management, which is, um, uh, I think it's like kind of like very hard to find some of these, like, you know, accelerator product management programs. And he loves it. Um, so, you know, he just said only if I wish, like, you know, I, in second year, like he didn't say in first, but second year, I wish I contacted somebody earlier or something to figure out that way I didn't repeat, you know, what I just did the year before. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the power of networking. So yeah. um, not only for yourself as a job, like, you know, to get a job, but just to understand who you are better too, because, you know, um, all these websites, Glassdoor and stuff like that, um, may not give an accurate representation of what the job does. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Very fair point. Well, with that note, uh, thank you so much, Josh, uh, for your time today. I'm sure there's a lot of insights uh, and uh, a lot of uh, tips for students and a lot of takeaways uh, in terms of cybersecurity and how we can uh, explore this field more. Uh, so thank you uh, for your time today. Yeah, and thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Josh, for sharing those insights. Uh, as we heard, computer security works on many skills, individual, companies, and countries. 
And of course, we want our devices and data to be safe and secure. This conversation with Josh about computer security has been thought provoking for me. I hope it helps our listeners better understand about something we use in our everyday life. Perhaps you'll find your superpower in security or connected devices for the future. Thanks again for tuning in. Join our social networks to stay tuned into our podcast and all LaSalle School of Engineering activities. We are at LaSalle School on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Check out lasans.jerku.ca slash podcast for your episode guide to This is LaSalle School.